Welcome everyone to our NCAA social series. I'm Andy Katz. I'm pleased to be joined by Marissa Gatson. She is the Executive Director for Diversity, Equity and Inclusion at Georgetown. Added to the Georgetown Hoya staff in the fall of 2020, a newly created role. Uh, Marissa previously did work at the NCAA in the development office for four years. Uh, and originally joined the NCA as part of the postgraduate internship program. Former field hockey player at Keene. Field hockey is under your uh, purview, if I'm not mistaken, at Georgetown. So you've got that sport, obviously very familiar with, and a former member, and we love this, of D3SAC because we love the student athlete voice. So sort of the, the resume highlights here. Uh, Marissa, let's first dive into this position newly created at Georgetown. Love to see it going around the country, but it's great that it's at Georgetown. Um, when you got the call or when you saw that this job was even posted, why did you think you were a fit? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I think that my experience at the NSA really helped me put together all the pieces that I need to be successful here at Georgetown. That being being able to work with student athletes, being able to work with coaches and being able to work with staff members throughout my time at the NCAA is exactly what I get to do here at Georgetown. It also really taught me how to build connections with different people. And that's what this role doing diversity, equity, and inclusion, a big part of that is relationship building. So being able to talk to anyone that comes by my office, in my office, that I see on campus, um, definitely really helped. And then also the challenge. Um, being an athlete, I'm always up to a challenge and it being a newly created role. I knew there were going to be some speed bumps around uh, along the way that I was going to have to overcome. Being like, what do we do, right? No one's ever done this before. There's no blueprint for me to kind of pick up and do when I came into it. So all of those things, I think, really attracted me to this role for sure. So let me back up a little in terms of your previous experience. Um, you know, we talk about the internship. Uh, also, we, we've discussed this topic on our social series, um, the Leadership Institute, uh, named after Dr. Charles Whitcomb. Um, you know, you, you served as a facilitator for the Student Athlete Leadership Forum in that space. How did those experiences, and I'm hoping maybe people watching here are looking, okay, what is the path to getting a job like Marissa has? What did those previous experiences, um, you know, whether they were paid, unpaid, how did that help you get to where you are now? Uh, honestly, a lot of my career is, um, a, a, big, a lot of my career is attributed to all of the programming that I've been able to go into. So it's starting even before I was a postgrad intern, before going through Leadership Institute, before being a facilitator, um, going through the career in sports forum, really as a student athlete, it showed me that I had, you know, a lot of options of what I could do in college sports. I never thought about that before. I was like, oh, I'm going to be a teacher. And the current sports forum showed me that I could still educate, but from a different classroom, right? Whether that being um, just like being in college athletics as a whole. So that has, excuse me, that has been really super helpful to be able to have a experience outside of um, a traditional classroom, but still be seen as an educator. But each of the programs that I've been through, the Dr. Charles Wickham Leadership Institute has given me more skills and more confidence to be able to navigate the ever-changing landscape of college athletics, to know that I have a resource and a network of people from my cohorts and all of those places that I can tap in to, to ask questions, to get advice on, and to navigate through um, problems that I may not 
have may not be prepared for, but I'm prepared with the people around me. You know, and, and I mentioned SAC and every person that we've interviewed in our social series over the last couple of years that was a member of whether it was one, two or three, doesn't matter what division, you can see how they've matured uh, within their SAC experience, but also a real understanding of the framework of college athletics, regardless of the division or size or scope of the school. How much did that sort of peel back a little bit the onion for you as to what is on the other side and fully under, understanding the framework of college athletics by being on SAC? Yeah. So funny story. I was just using this example yesterday in a senior staff meeting. Um, but when I was a student athlete, so excited to be on SAC and I was very passionate about my ideas and how to get them done. My first ever convention, we did a round table um, activity where there was like a problem and it was facilitated and led by different SAC members, but it was also made up of um, the administrators that were at the convention as well. So we got the problem and I was like, oh, this is an easy fix. This is how we do it. And I very quickly realized that my perspective as a student athlete only allowed me to see so much. Um, so the administrators were like, yes, but what about this? Or what about this? And I was like, I have never thought about those things before in my life. And I didn't know that all the things that went on behind the scenes. I just wanted to see the play, right? I didn't really care how we got there. I just wanted to see the end result. Um, and that shows up a lot in what we do now and how we engage with our student athletes of like, how can we see that like, we're not necessarily going to know all the steps that it takes, but having a broad understanding of like, there's more to this than meets the eye. So let's work together to be able to get us to where we want to go. Um, so that was, Stack definitely was a very quick awakening to all of the things that the administrators and the coaches do to make our experience successful. And I think you're also a great example of division three to division one. You know, there is that perception, oh, division three athlete, their, their ceiling can be only so high because mm -hmm. they were in division three, they don't fully understand one and all that. Um, how have you, among many, but how have you sort of shattered that, that doesn't matter where you competed, you know, as long as you fully understand what you're doing, how things work, uh, you can be successful at any institution, regardless of size. Yeah, I think a lot of that is, I would say two things, the relationships and then my own viewpoint of myself, right? I, as I said, I'm a competitor. So the the wall to shatter wasn't really one that I was going to let stop me. It's one of those things are like, okay, well, if people think that's the case, I'm going to prove you wrong. Um, but also a piece of the relationship piece of being able to just relate to our student athletes, um, to be able to say like, I've been to practices, I've had to navigate hard classes, be able to speak from my own experience. They really appreciate that. Um, I think one thing I don't typically like talk about, but sometimes I use in this space when I need like an All-American is an All-American. So whether I was at a D3 institution or I played here in my prime, I was still one of the best players in the country, right? So I understand what it means to show up, to work hard and to want to be successful. And actually like a lot of my, my team um, that I work with and student athletes, they don't really question outside of that because that they know that like, I'm here for them and I'm their team off the field at this point. So what I love to do on the show okay. is get on my soapbox to educate those out there. <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm not going to get political, but it drives me crazy when people don't fully grasp what something means, especially an mm -hmm. acronym. And there's no question, certain parts of the country, diversity, equity, inclusion is under attack. So mm -hmm. rather than like go down that rabbit hole, let's talk about why DEI is so critical 
in 2023, regardless of where your school is in the country? Yeah, that is a great point. So whenever I do education, the thing I start with is definition. So we have a common language of what we are talking about, because I know that DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, automatically can put up a red flag, a barrier for a lot of people. Um, and what I break it down to is the way I look at diversity, equity, and inclusion is building culture. Every single person, regardless of how you identify, wants to be seen, they want to be valued, they want to be heard, and they want to be respected. That's exactly what DEI does. It creates spaces for people to be seen for who they are, to show up as themselves. It creates spaces for them to share their own ideas and people to listen to those ideas doesn't mean you have to agree with them, but you hear them and you respect them. And it creates an opportunity for all of us to bring our own unique identifiers, um, ideas and perspectives to make our workplace, our team, our field better. Like that's why it's important. If you want to be successful, you need to value everyone on your team. Well, and to that point, I always look at like, you know, if you are offended or polarized, whatever, this is not about you. This is about me, how I identify, how I want to feel comfortable in a given surrounding. So whatever you're dealing with, you know, general you, that's your problem. And so DEI to me is like, well, how do I want to feel comfortable in a setting? Because every individual, as you said, deserves that right to feel comfortable in whatever setting that they may find themselves especially within athletic departments. Um, how have you found that problem solving within, uh, obviously in this case, Georgetown, uh, you know, in, in terms of people feeling like they are being seen, being heard, not to push their agenda on anyone, but just to say, look, this is who I am. Yeah, I've been really fortunate here. I'll say I've been very fortunate that since the moment I started, I've had an athletic director, Lee Reed, who has completely supported all of this work. I've had a university, um, Rosemary Kilkenny is our vice president on campus who supports this, meets with me um, on a regular monthly basis as well. So I've had the structure in place there to be able to make Georgetown a little bit better than when I came. Um, but in terms of making sure other people feel heard, a lot of it is, like I said, that trust building, that relationship building. It's getting to know people outside of their uniform number um, and knowing what they bring to the table. So being able to walk around, sit in people's office, ask questions, learn their spouse's names, those learn their kids' names, you know, learn what they were doing before then has really helped in navigating that space. But also it's helped when people need to ask the tough question of like, hey, I'm not, maybe I'm not being heard the way I want to how do I navigate this versus them immediately being angry and shutting down? Like, how do I navigate this so that I can get another person to see my perspective? It's also been really good here. We've created affinity groups. That's been another way that we've really been able to create spaces for individuals. So prior to starting, we had a Black Student Athlete Coalition. We now have uh, an affinity group, Hoyos, for our women ath um, athletes. And Q&A is our affinity group for our um LGBTQ plus student athletes. So we are creating spaces for student athletes to be around other individuals who either look like them, identify the same as them, or other athletes who support them for who they are. So it really has created space for us to be more comfortable walking through the Thompson Athletic Center to say like, this is who I am and be and everyone be okay with that. Well, obviously, you know, Big John, I mean, at Georgetown, uh, they have been at the forefront within the athletic yeah. department. There's no question about it. So Black History Month, uh, mm -hmm. I think it ties in obviously to this as well in terms of being heard, being respected, being seen. What does it mean to you? What does Black History Month mean to me? Oh, 
I think it's Black History Month is being celebrated. I think a lot of times and what we've tried to make the shift here is that we spend that month educating all the tragedy that happened to Black people in the U.S. when really it's a time to celebrate all of the joy and all of the accomplishments that so many Black people have been able to contribute to this world. And how do we just celebrate for being you, for the, for the color of your skin, regardless of if it's lighter skin, darker skin, the texture of your hair, the culture that you have, all of those things, the food you eat, like what can we do during that month to celebrate you and know that we see you, we honor you. We also understand that your experience as a Black person may not be the same as another ethnicity in this country, but it's still your experience and your truth deserves to be celebrated. All right. I want you, obviously, so it's the two of us, but last word on this topic. Okay. You get the last <laughs> word here. Uh, for those watching, what's your advice to especially um, student athletes or administrators of color or people that are trying to come up through the ranks about how they can have an impact in college athletics in you know, that space of minority initiatives uh, going forward? I would say that just being you matters. Representation in college athletics is huge and it's imperative that our student athletes, individuals that want to get into college athletics, see people who look like them being themselves so that they know that they can do that too. That has been the biggest thing. Like be authentic to who you are and show up because even if you don't think so, people are watching and you are inspiring someone to try something that maybe they didn't think that they could do. Well, you're doing a great job. A few years in, Georgetown certainly is a better place having you. I appreciate it, Marissa. Thank you. Thank and you. as always, you can go to ncaa.org slash social series where all our social series are archived. We've got hundreds, well over a hundred, over a hundred conversations just like this one. We're going strong. Check them all out. Appreciate your time. Thanks for watching.